Welcome to the Non-Anxious Leader Podcast. I'm Jack Shitama, author, teacher, speaker, and coach. I focus on your spiritual, emotional, and physical well-being to help you be the best leader possible. Each episode explores research and practical tips so you can be a non-anxious presence personally and professionally. And now, here's the show. Welcome to episode 72 of the Non-Anxious Leader Podcast. I am Jack Shatama, and today we are going to revisit the concept of self-differentiation. As you probably know by now, this is the heart of being a non-anxious leader. To be self-differentiated is to be able to express your own goals and values in the midst of surrounding togetherness pressure. It's being able to be a self while others want you to conform or comply with what they want you to be, but also to be able to do it in healthy ways, to do it in ways that are actually life-giving, not prone to anxiety. And so without further ado, here is episode 72. The book, Growing Yourself Up, How to Bring Your Best to All of Life's Relationships by Jenny Brown was recently recommended to me by a blog reader. Brown is the founder and executive director of the Family Systems Institute and the Family Systems Practice in Sydney, Australia. I'm familiar with her work and have even quoted her in my book, Anxious Church, Anxious People. In chapter 10, I use part of one of her articles to help understand what you can expect when you are doing your own work, when you are trying to go into your family of origin so that you can become more self-differentiated. Brown uses the term maturity which refers to emotional maturity, to describe self-differentiation. Her work is steeped in Bowen family systems theory, but like me, she tries to explain it in language that is easier to understand. I'm going to cover familiar concepts today, but if you're like me, it takes a long time to really get it, and once you do, there are always ways to go deeper. Jenny Brown's book is helping me to do this. I'm going to read just two paragraphs from her book that to me sum up what self-differentiation, or in Brown's words, maturity, look like. But she starts with the opposite. So the first is what it doesn't look like. This is immaturity according to Brown's description. Knowledge and beliefs are copied from others rather than thought through for ourselves. Life principles are picked up randomly when under pressure and are therefore often inconsistent. Beliefs and values can quickly change when relationships feel destabilized. Changes happen in order to enhance our image with another or to oppose others. Feeling is more important than thinking in forming our opinions so that they're expressed with exaggerated assurance, submissive compliance, or rebellious opposition. There's a degree of pretense in our superficial adult pretending to be more or less important than we really are, or more or less intelligent, or stronger or more vulnerable than we are. Superficial maturity is driven to either seek intense harmony or rugged individuality. At times of high stress, our superficial adult uses pleasing others or distancing to relieve tension. When maturity is at a surface level, 
our reactions can occur impulsively as a way of reducing the discomfort generated by intense feelings, end quote. I'm going to break this down in a minute, but the idea here is what Brown calls superficial maturity. So we're able to act like we are mature, but when things get anxious, when things get intense in the system, this superficial maturity breaks down and we find ways to relieve our own anxiety. And now I'm going to read to you what real maturity looks like according to Brown. The solid inner adult is made up of inner convictions that have been formed gradually and can only be changed from within, not from relationship pressure. He or she is able to express a viewpoint clearly without declaring a dogmatic rightness and disinterest in listening to others' views. He or she is able to balance working on independent goals with seeking and nurturing closeness with others. In times of high stress, the solid inner adult is able to stay connected with others without losing their ability to voice their different viewpoints. He or she is able to tolerate intense feelings in themselves and others without an impulsive drive to alleviate those feelings. He or she is able to focus on self and their part when a difficulty arises in a relationship. He or she is able to take responsibility for managing their own anxieties without needing to take responsibility for the feeling states of others. End quote. So now I'm going to break down these two paragraphs with three hallmarks of what I believe are maturity or self-differentiation. The first hallmark is to say what you believe while giving others the freedom to disagree. You probably have heard me say this before. I say this a lot, but to me, this is a primary manifestation of self-differentiation, or as Brown calls it, maturity. When you are able to clearly articulate your own goals and values while admitting you might be wrong and giving others the freedom to disagree, then you are leading through self-differentiation, whether in your family, church, or organization. Brown expresses it this way, quote, he or she is able to express a viewpoint clearly without declaring a dogmatic rightness and disinterest in listening to others' views, end quote. The opposite of this is that you require others to agree with you and to work to convince them that you are right and they are wrong, or you disconnect entirely because they don't agree with you. The important part about this, according to Brown, is that beliefs are developed gradually over time. They're not just inherited from your family of origin or some influential group. They are the result of a growing sense of self, of inner conviction, and of life experience. Brown notes that beliefs are susceptible to change when relationships feel destabilized. This is because there is some upset or change in the system and anxiety increases. And this is when it's hardest to maintain a non-anxious presence, when it's hardest to express your beliefs in healthy ways. And that's where self-regulation comes in. The second hallmark of maturity or self-differentiation is the ability to regulate your own reactivity. 
Reactivity is a response to anxiety in the system, whether you are trying to relieve your own anxiety or that of others. Sometimes it's both. And there are two forms of reactivity. The first is what we call reactivity. This is the automatic impulsive response to your own feelings of anxiety. Examples can include anger, defensiveness, combativeness, or even a combination of reactive responses. It's the opposite of knowing what you believe while giving others the freedom to disagree. It is focused on trying to convince the other that you are right and they are wrong, whether you are defending your position or trying to convince them that they should change their mind. This only serves to heighten the anxiety in the system. Self-regulation acknowledges that you will feel anxious in these situations. The question is, are you self-differentiated enough? Are you mature enough to regulate that anxiety so as not to make a bad situation worse? What self-regulation does is it enables you to maintain a non-anxious presence. The most important part of this is to pause and to avoid automatically blurting out the reactive response inside of you. And I say this a lot, but if somebody is telling you how they feel in a healthy way, go ahead and have a conversation even if you disagree. But if they are accusing, blaming, and spewing anxiety, this is not the time to get into that kind of conversation. Regulate your response. Don't argue don't agree. Ask questions. Listen. This is the epitome of a non-anxious presence. If you do need to express your opinion, do it with humility in a non-anxious way. You can say something like, I may be wrong, but I'm not sure I agree. But that's okay. We don't have to agree. The other form of response is adaptivity, or as Bill Selby calls it, adaptive reactivity. He uses this term because adaptivity is a form of reactivity, but it doesn't look anything like it. It is caving in to the surrounding togetherness pressure in the system. It is agreeing with the other without taking a principled stand in a non-anxious way. It's not saying what you believe because you are unable to do it. This comes from your own anxiety in response to the anxiety in the system. Brown describes these two responses as submissive compliance, that would be adaptivity, or rebellious opposition, that would be reactivity. And she notes that these come from the intense feelings in the self and an impulsive drive to alleviate them. And that is the purpose of self-regulation, to recognize that we are feeling anxious, that we want to alleviate those feelings, and our pattern is either to react and fight back, get defensive, or to give in without saying what we truly believe in a non-anxious way. Brown says that a mature person is able to take responsibility for managing her own anxieties without needing to take responsibility for the feeling states of others. This is self-regulating and it leads to my final point. The third hallmark of maturity or self-differentiation that I want to share today is the ability to take responsibility for self while staying connected to others in the system, and especially staying connected to the most anxious. 
The important part of self-regulation and taking responsibility for self is to remember that the only response you can control is your own. To the extent you try to control someone else's response, you are over-functioning. The opposite of this is under-functioning, where you are so anxious even when you are self-regulating that you want to withdraw emotionally from the other. Neither is helpful. If you are self-differentiated or mature, as Brown puts it, you know who you are, what you believe, and you are able to express it in healthy ways, all while staying emotionally connected to those who are most anxious and most reactive. This is not easy. In fact, to the extent that you do this, and it is a change from previous behavior, it will make the situation worse before it gets better. That's because others in the system will rely on their own patterns of expressing anxiety to get you to go back to your old ways. If you can remain a non-anxious presence, that is, express what you believe in healthy ways while staying emotionally connected, you give the system a chance to change. You give the system a chance to grow and mature. The way Brown describes this is that you are balancing your own work on independent goals. You are balancing your own beliefs with the seeking and nurturing closeness with others, the staying emotionally connected with others. So that is the essence of being self-differentiated is you can be your own person. You can be a self, but you are able to stay connected to others, especially the most anxious. Now, all of this is great in theory. One of the things that I find helpful is to process how the anxiety works in the system when I am by myself and not immersed in it. To, to think about how things will go down, to recognize the patterns of reactivity, both in the system and in my own responses. And in most situations, I find that I have a sense for those reactive patterns that have occurred in the past and am able to anticipate them. So that's one of the things that you can do. You can be thinking about the reactive patterns and anticipating how they will occur. Then by thinking through your non-anxious connected responses, you can begin to practice them. Now, I happen to do this in my own mind, but it can also be done with a friend or a coach or a therapist. The point is that without self-regulating and taking responsibility for self, you will repeat your own patterns of reactivity. This takes self-awareness and intentionality. It takes work, but it can be done, and that leads to self-differentiation. That leads to maturity and that is how we lead as a non-anxious leader that's how we can be a non-anxious presence as a leader even in anxious systems even in anxious times like we are experiencing today so that's it for episode 72 Remember that you can connect with me at thenonanxiousleader.com. You can subscribe to my blog. You'll also get a weekly two for Tuesday email where I make recommendations on articles, podcasts, resources that I have found helpful to be a non-anxious leader. And you can also connect with us at the Non-Anxious Leader Network. It is free and you can find that at network dot the non-anxiousleader.com. I'll put all of this in the show notes that you can find at the non-anxiousleader.com forward slash 72. So until next time, thanks and goodbye. 
Thank you for listening. If you found this episode helpful, there are two things you can do to help others find this podcast. First, tap the subscribe button on your podcast app. And second, leave a review. I appreciate your help. Finally, you can find more resources as well as subscribe to my blog at thenonanxiousleader.com. Now, go be yourself.